0: If one of us are hiding parts of ourselves or holding back or not saying something or not addressing things or choosing our battles, so to speak, versus bringing it all to the table, then we're definitely not going to be able to have the kind of relationship that we want to have because we're not giving it the opportunity to see how it's going to show up and how we're going to show up to meet those moments. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach.
1: And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth
0: of our relationship on this show we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons insights and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive if you're a leader founder or overachiever and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth then you're in the right place
1: welcome back to the art of we podcast this is episode 28 we're going to be discussing what's our topic today
0: Another one of our vows, which is to gamble everything for love. So what does this vow or agreement mean to you, Will?
1: Well, I guess it's good to start with it doesn't mean gambling in Vegas and losing everything. (laughs) I'm not much of a gambler in that sense. But what we're talking about with gambling everything for love is a willingness to lay vulnerable pieces on the table between us and to not hold back. That's how it lives in me is being willing to bring forth every aspect of myself into a shared holding together.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like if we're not doing that, then we're not really giving our relationship the opportunity to see what it's got. Right. If one of us are hiding parts of ourselves or holding back or not saying something or not addressing things or choosing our battles, so to speak, versus bringing it all to the table, then we're definitely not going to be able to have the kind of relationship that we want to have because we're not giving it the opportunity to see how it's going to show up and how we're going to show up to meet those
1: moments. Absolutely. Would you like to gamble something for love right now?
0: Oh, yes. Do you have something? I have something. Okay. Let's do it. I'm in it with you.
1: Okay. So I was on a mountain bike weekend coming home yesterday, driving home. And I had estimated that I would be back around 4 p.m. And you texted me and said, are you still planning on being home at four or around four? I'm building my schedule around that or something like that. Mm -hmm. And there was a younger part of me that gets activated when we're coming back together.
0: (laughs) Like after being apart for a day or several days or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anytime I'm coming back into spending time with you or coming out of my own headspace into a shared space with you.
0: Mm Mm-hmm what What gets activated?
1: Well, there's a young part of me that anticipated when I was little that something difficult was going to be waiting for me when I got home.
0: yeah, you're going to get in trouble, you're gonna be in trouble for being late <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so then what happens when that part of you thinks that you might get in trouble?
1: Well, that part of me feels kind of hopeless that our reconnection is going to feel good for us that there's gonna be a conflict or there's gonna be some kind of hurt feelings or disappointment or something that happens there.
0: Yeah. So then that part drives a little bit slower so he gets home at four forty eight <laughs> instead of four PM. It's almost like he wants to not have to be home by four or something. So he creates the conflict or something. <laughs>
1: Testing you to see if you can hang with it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's actually true. But yeah. So so when you got the text from me, were you inspired to show up at on time or were you did you feel like you were gonna get in trouble if you didn't get home by four? Or have a conflict?
1: It was interesting. I I I wasn't afraid of being punished for being late. That wasn't what came up for me. What came up for me was there's a structure that there's a schedule and a structure that I'm coming into that I didn't co-create with you. The younger part of me was like, I don't even know if I want to step into a structure that I didn't co-create with you.
0: Do you mean because you co-created this time frame with the guy that you were mountain biking with that said that he needed to be home by four? So you told me that and that I didn't co-create the four o'clock with you. You're the one well, that told me you were going to be home at four.
1: Well, when you said you were, you were building your schedule around...
0: When you're going to be home. Uh-huh. Okay, so maybe you don't know what I meant by that.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I held open is the likelihood is that I don't understand what, that, what those words mean in the text. Uh-huh.
0: What I was referring to was our now 15-week-old, under-three-pound shorty shih tzu yorkie mix
1: part tasmanian devil mix
0: exactly who has a lot of needs right now understandably and what i wanted when you came home is to not have the block of time when she's out and needs a lot of attention and i wanted to have time where she's in her crate so that when you came home i could receive you with my full attention
1: well that's what i got to in my head was. Oh, Chris is trying to make sure that our little feral beast is in the box taking a nap when I get home so we can reconnect in the way that we like to do, which is really having each other's full attention.
0: What was the other thing without me giving all that context? What did you imagine I might be? What was the younger part of you interpreting? Like I have plans for us tonight starting at four. So I want you to get home at four.
1: No, it was more like you have your plans and your schedule and a whole set of commitments or things that you've set up inside of your schedule that don't include me or haven't been discussed with me.
0: Up until 4 p.m.
1: Right, or maybe even past 4 p.m.
0: Which you wanted me to be busy when you get home or you didn't, I'm really confused. I think the point here though is really that You know, even as committed as you and I are to addressing misunderstandings, confusions, ruptures, impacts, all the things, a tiny little moment like this that does create confusion that you obviously got to a place where you imagined what I was talking about. But without me giving more context, you know, there's so much opportunity for misunderstandings. And if we're not really bringing those forward and just being like whatever and not addressing them, then ultimately we could be living inside of a couple bubble that has a lot of resentments and disconnections and all the things because we're not talking about them and addressing them.
1: Right. And maybe not even, it could be something even more subtle than resentments and it could just be not seeing possibility for the depth of connection that is available only when we gamble everything for love or we share all the things that even really subtle things that we didn't understand or that didn't feel good to us.
0: Right. Totally. I think that also gambling everything for love includes a level of self-awareness inside of relationship where we can become conscious of the filters that we have for each other. And by filters, I mean not seeing each other with fresh eyes every day, which is also another vow of ours. Like you walk in the door from your mountain biking trip with your friends and my filter might be something as subtle as, oh, he had an amazing time. He's coming back in to the home. He wishes he was staying another night and wasn't coming back. By filters, I mean the way that we can look at each other and make assumptions about who they are based on historical experience. So, for example, Will, when you come home from work, if you come home four days in a row, having faced a really big challenge, the fifth day in the row, I'm going to be like, okay, Will's going to come home in the state of facing a big challenge. And I'm going to have that filter about you. And when we're automating our partner, we're not actually seeing them with fresh eyes. We're seeing them through these filters. And so a big part of gambling everything for love is when you and I are noticing that we're self-aware enough that we're seeing each other through a filter.
1: And we're calling it out. I mean, that that's where I think the the bravery and the courage of gambling everything for love comes out is the willingness to... Well, first of all, it's the self-awareness, as you said, like you have to, it has to start with self-awareness, but then it's also the the next step is the action of the courage to say, wow, I'm in a story here that you're blah, 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 and a willingness to to deal with the consequences of speaking an uncomfortable, I don't want to say truth, but an uncomfortable reality that's moving through us. Right. Right that we might be convinced that the other person is gonna react to or have a negative feeling about us potentially from that living in us.
0: Exactly. Let's take a quick break and when we come back, we will share some more practices that we use and we might invite you to use if you're interested in living into this kind of perspective of gambling everything for love. We'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner. We compiled our top 10 relationship agreements, agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing and thriving as a couple. And they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance, and now back to the episode for those of you who are listening to this and you're in a partnership already and you haven't talked to your partner about the context of this type of relationship the type of relationship where you're willing you're each willing to get gamble everything for love if you start having conversations with them that they're not going to be used to having like we're suggesting here like hey I have this filter about you and can we talk about it or or you're suddenly starting to speak up more about Misunderstandings, or you're attempting to share things with your partner that aren't actually working for you inside a partnership, it could potentially be pretty disruptive if they don't have the context in which you're bringing these things. For example, Will and I have this agreement that we're going to gamble everything for love, that we're going to practice this practice with each other, which means all of these things. But if we didn't have this agreement, and all of a sudden one of us is coming at the other person with these, conversations, these uncomfortable conversations, it could be really hard for the partner who's not expecting it. So I would just say, if you're interested in practicing this kind of relationship, first have the conversation with your partner to see if they're aligned with this concept of gambling everything for love. And potentially, as we've said in many other episodes, the first step is to have a conversation about what you're up to in partnership together. Why are you guys together? What is the purpose of your relationship?
1: And I would just add on to that that we have other vows we've talked about in previous episodes that support us to be able to go out on a limb and share some of these more vulnerable, edgy pieces. For example, being committed to abundant repair, being committed to staying in the conversation. This is a safety or a holding structure that allows the crucible of of these dynamics to be held well without exploding the container. So I think it's a web of different agreements that allows us the freedom to be more revealed and more authentic in our relationship.
0: Totally. And just to use the example of when you came home for the mountain biking trip, if you had approached that conversation with me without the context of, yeah, this is what we're up to, this is what we're doing it could have landed over here really wrong. And then we could have been inside of a, you know, bigger disagreement or rupture making each other right or wrong versus actually being like, oh, what happened there? And what did we actually need? And, you know, this is what we're up to together.
1: Right. Well, maybe good for me to share that I actually had a process about that in the car of I could come home and have that be the first thing out of my mouth. and. I thought about it and I realized that, you know, by the grace of something, I had the self awareness to maintain curiosity about what was going on there and to be humble enough to not think I knew what was going on or jump to a conclusion about it and to just practice curiosity and come into the space knowing that my commitment to gamble everything for love would, that I would follow that. Mm -hmm. but it wouldn't be the first thing that we talked about because I wanted to prioritize the coming together and the connecting. And I think it sounds like that was a good choice in this moment to assume that I didn't know the whole story or I wasn't accounting for everything.
0: And just to back up, what would you have wanted me to say in a text If I'm working with my schedule over here and seeing if you're still planning on coming home at four, it wasn't even asking you to come home at four. But like in our desire to support those of you who resonate with this concept of gambling everything for love, we really want to emphasize that it's essentially staying in touch with your vision of what your heart believes is possible in relationship. If you don't stand for this possibility, it's not going to happen. And if you don't give your partnership the chance to see what it's got, you're in essence already giving up on what you stand for in relationship. So for us, ultimately comes down to not allowing ourselves or our partners to compromise our desires, our needs, and our voices. By compromising, I mean giving up, settling, withholding truths, overriding, excusing, or setting parts of ourselves aside because we're afraid of being uncomfortable or making others uncomfortable. Will and I do this in many different ways, but here are five practices that come to mind in this moment that really help us. The first one is tracking the filters we have for our partners that keeps them static, meaning if I'm thinking about Will and saying, that's just the way he is, oh well, or he's never going to change in this area, then I'm not really giving him the opportunity to do something different and I'm not supporting him to do something different. I'm actually helping him stay static in that area because they have these filters. So instead, let's be willing to get the support that we need to address these filters with our partners together so that we can all evolve <laughs> with each other. The second one is not overriding that small voice in ourselves that's signaling that we have a need or that something is off. Instead, let's be willing to get uncomfortable to lean in and address this with our partners. Again, if we need support, let's go get the support that we need so that we can actually work this inside of our partnership versus do the habitual patterns that likely we learned when we were very young that really no longer serve us inside of adult partnership. Number three, is proactively learning how to communicate in a way that we are maximizing the impact that we wanna have on each other. I really love the saying that says, it's not what was said that matters, it's what was heard that matters. It doesn't matter what language we use out of our mouths (laughs) to get our points across or to help somebody see something or to communicate our responsibility about things. It really matters about how it lands in the person that we're communicating with and what message is being communicated to them. The fourth is tracking our partner's signals that indicate that something is off for them or they are not fully aligned or communicating something with us. These are the moments where it's time to lean in, give them our connection and contact and figure out what is going on for them so that they're having the support they need to not be compromising with us. And the last one I'll share for now is being willing to receive hard or uncomfortable feedback from our partners and see it as an opportunity for learning and growing together versus responding from defensiveness or shame. Again, often we need support in these areas to really work our neuropathways to do something different. And as uncomfortable as it might be to work these neuropathways, to do this kind of work with your partner, I promise when you have a partner who's willing to do this with you, when you have a partner who is as committed to their evolution, transformation, and service in the world as you are, the rewards are extraordinary. The rewards are such a huge payoff and so much greater than any kind of discomfort, pain, or challenge that you will face together. We hope that you got some value from this process, a little bit different from our other podcasts, and we would love to hear from you if this is something that you're going to be choosing to have a conversation with your partner about or what you think about this idea. We would really love to hear from you. You can go to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform, or you can visit kristavanderveer.com, and you can contact us directly that way. Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow the show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If the show sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at
1: Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the Art of We.